Suresh Gopalakrishnan, and this is the Manageable Podcast where we have in-depth conversations with students, faculty, staff, and alumni to give you a comprehensive picture into the life at University at Buffalo's School of Management. In today's episode, we speak with Peter Boris, a student in the full-time MBA program from Buffalo, New York. In our conversation, we talk about his experience at UB and his favorite things to do about the beautiful city of Buffalo. Peter, welcome to the show. Hey, Vesh, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Um, as we speak, the weather has turned on us again, uh, and we're definitely going to talk about and touch upon Buffalo weather um, because it has five different winters. That's something that we should definitely warn it's, our listeners. It's about right, uh, yeah. Yeah, about. Um, let's jump into it. Peter, uh, before we get into the main crux of the interview, I wanted to ask you about an interesting thing we learned about you in our research for this podcast. Um, you did your undergraduate from Cornell University in industrial and labor relations. Um, that's such a unique major. I don't think I've ever had a conversation with someone who has that as their undergraduate uh, major. Um, tell us how you came to choose it. Like what what attracted you to that major? Sure. Yeah. Well, it is uh, a pretty unique, fairly unique program. I think there are maybe mm, probably four to five programs like it in North America between the U.S. and Canada. And uh, what it is, the ILR school, at least the one uh, at Cornell, was founded in 1954. And it was done right after the end of World War II. Uh, during that time in the U.S., uh, the federal government was working to suppress prices and wages to limit inflation due to the war effort. After the war ended, people were ready for a raise. And so you, there were strikes breaking out all over the place. Some union sanctioned, others not. Mm -hmm. And the ILR school was chartered by the state government as a, a way of developing individuals who would understand the workplace from the perspective of workers and how to try and create more uh, harmonious industrial relations. And so Going into my undergrad, I was thinking probably more conventional uh, business degree. Mm -hmm. um, I ended up opting. I, I learned about the ILR program and being in Ithaca, New York, it's you know th about three hours away from where I grew up. And it's it, the, basically it's the best way to put it. It's it's understanding the workplace at where government policy and regulation intersects with organized labor labor in general, uh, management, and um, and culture and society and how all those things affect the workplace. Yeah. Uh, I found that to be very interesting and I applied. And yeah. uh, this is a, you know, it's a very, um, it is a very specific degree, uh, but you, you learn a lot. The perspectives you get in, in a program like that are so different from Anything that you hear about now, especially in the in the U.S., I can't speak to other nations, but um, you know, in the states, you know, what we hear about work and business is often, especially when it, like, we don't talk about unions much anymore. We don't really talk about workers from the perspective of how to, you know we talk about how to motivate them as team members, maybe, but at the end of the day, we often it gets down to their line on the PNL, mm -hmm. and we get there. I think it might be still in vogue to say human capital which I, I'm not a big fan of uh, mm -hmm. as a term. It's, you know, it's like a human is like a machine almost. Um, and so that you get the perspective of learning about business from, but you're it's just from the standpoint of the workers. Uh, and uh, like I said, just the way the culture is um, in the, in the States now, you, it, it's unlikely I would have learned that on my own. Um, so I'm, I'm very happy. I, had, I, I did the degree that I right. did. No, um, no uh, it, it certainly sounds extremely interesting, and, and and I love the way that you shared the history of why uh, you know it became a thing and why labor relations were important. And it is a hot button topic that gets discussed often now, but in the context of AI, um, yes. new technologies coming in. What what's going to be uh, the impact on worker rights? Um, how are we going to make sure that people still have jobs? Um, so so it's certainly a very relevant field. Um, and and thank you for you know telling us a little bit more about mm -hmm. that. Um, now, after finishing your degree, um, you worked for a little while in healthcare uh, for a few years before uh, working in, I think, bridge rehabilitation and biodiesel industries, right? Yes. Um, um, tell us a little bit more about those experiences and more particularly, how did they inform your decision to pursue a full-time full MBA? 
Sure. I, well, I, I can say that uh, the, um, in healthcare, I was kind of a bridge between uh, the technical side of, of uh, an EHR system and um, and uh, I guess the, the, the business end of it, so kind of a, a translator, sort of. Um, I was also a project manager implementing software. So I learned to be, you know, I learned some project management skills. And um, so that was, that was the start of that. I kind of ended up pursuing project management further in bridge rehabilitation. I've worn a lot of hats with the people I've worked for. Um, I've also interacted with all different kinds of people being in bridge rehabilitation and biodiesel. I've had plenty of work with, well, though my position isn't explicitly blue collar, okay. I've worked, I, I interact with blue collar folks all the time, uh, developing a little bit of cred, so to speak, in that with um, folks who are pursue, have that uh, method of earning a living mm -hmm. as, as, was very instrumental for me. Um, but overall, what I've learned is that you're going to, you know, at the end of the day, um, for, first of all, as a, as a manager, as a leader, you got to at least have, enough, you got to have enough tactical skills, right. to know what everyone else is doing, first of all. And more importantly, you have to know, you have to be able to understand what makes people tick. Mm -hmm. um, if, because I, you know, I've had cases where, I would take maybe like not even a half hour for lunch, but I am working with somebody who has three children at home. And so she uses her hour lunch. This is, this is going back many years. She uses her hour lunch to take care of some personal stuff on the, on the computer. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that was the reason she was taking the lunch. I thought she just wanted to take the lunch. Mm -hmm. Like I would say, hey, come on, let's keep going. Um, but, uh, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even think of that perspective. And so, um, the biggest thing is, yeah, so basically it's understanding people and then being able to understand people and, re and respond accordingly mm -hmm. and having enough technical skills to uh, at least know what folks are doing, if not, if not even be able to do it yourself sometimes. Right. So that's uh, that getting, you know, those are the main two reasons why, you know, when I, I, I did make the decision to go for the MBA program is one, I learned to manage people better. And to improve my technical skills. Um, honestly, it was a little bit longer. It took me longer to go, get there than I thought. I was planning on getting my MBA earlier in life, but mm -hmm. uh, a few left-hand turns and things. But uh, anyway, it's uh, right. Um, no, I think you mentioned. Uh, you know, if, if I could summarize uh, real, real quickly, uh, there's the technical reasons for why you would want to get an MBA, which is yes. learning about different subjects, um, understanding. You know, how a marketing person would look at a problem, and a finance person, and an accountant. Mm -hmm. um, but but the most uh, rewarding aspect of a full-time MBA, uh, especially if it's in person, is that um, you you learn from your peers and you learn those soft skills uh, of, of yeah. having empathy, of understanding where other people are coming from and then becoming a overall better manager and therefore a better, you know, better leader uh, in the future. Um, you, you did mention that um, you waited a little longer than, than most people in order to pursue an MBA. But when you did make that decision, right? Um, for an experienced professional like you with, with a couple of years of work experience um, under their, their belt, what made the UB full-time MBA program a good fit? Sure. Well, the fact that it was full-time uh, kind of it was, in my from my perspective, the best case scenario. I wanted, the goal was to honestly finish the program as within the shortest amount of time possible. Uh, and then more specifically, the emphasis on teamwork in, in UB's program is is very high, mm -hmm. and you know it's been a trend for a long time now. The move toward teamwork, but it's really accelerated. Um, and being able to get, just be comfortable with that is was a big factor for me. I knew that, that I, doing that for a couple of years in the MBA program, I would feel much more ready to handle it um, in the workplace after I finished. Right. Uh, the the other thing also. I mentioned technical skills. UB is very good. UB's business program has outstanding faculty in general. And also when it comes to anything, any sort of a technical matter in business, uh, the, the, the faculty has more than the chops that are that you would need as a student to um, prep you for what you got to do in the, in, uh, when, you get, uh, when you get done with the program.
So that all, all, all in all, that was pretty much the main reason why I chose UB. There was a factor of locality for me um, mm -hmm. as I moved back to Buffalo, but um, I was willing to leave for the, a two-year program, and right. I UB made the most sense for me, regardless of that. Right. Uh, you you bring up a great point about teamwork, uh, and that fits really well with you know one of the main reasons why you wanted to to come um, and get an MBA, which was developing those soft skills. Um, and yes, uh, UB's MBA program is extremely team focused. Um, I don't think there's a single course in the program where you don't have a team that you're working with on a, on a group project, which can be a blessing and sometimes a curse, depending on the mix of individuals that you're able to work with. But the caliber of students uh, in the program, uh, we've been quite lucky to have, you know, uh, some high performing individuals come in. Um, so, so generally speaking, it's, it's a, it's a very rewarding experience for a lot of students. Um, so, you know, you came to UB, you started your MBA, you are uh, very close to finishing your first year uh, in the program, um, just, a, just a few more weeks left. Um, how has the experience been so far? Um, it's been what, uh, what I had hoped it would be. Um, I've definitely gotten my big, my goals coming in, as I mentioned, as I mentioned already. Um, I've gotten, I've improved in on both of those in the mm -hmm. teamwork areas um developing you know my my people skills a little bit further and also uh, learning some skills hard skills because i've been extremely impressed with the faculty mm -hmm. um they uh they all have some kind of very serious and impressive background in the business world and um that's been an added benefit of course right um, um i think the you know that the, the thing about the faculty is that because we are research focused uh, university uh, you do tend to get subject matter experts, people who have spent, you know, 20 years, 30 years um, um, in a field. Uh, they also have great industry connections, but definitely very research oriented uh, professors. So so they mm -hmm. go deep um, and their knowledge of their field is vast. Um, and sometimes that can be a challenge because how do you take all of that vastness of knowledge and synthesize it into a seven week course <laughs> right? or, or, or a 14 week course? Um, but I, I do agree that, you know, our professors definitely work hard to make the learning experience compatible with the various learning requirements of different students and learning styles of different students, um, uh, especially now with a lot of the delivery being done online, um, a lot of the, the coursework and materials uh, being available online. Um, so, uh, you know, speaking of coursework, classes are an important component. Um, it's one of the main ways by which the university delivers uh knowledge uh to students um what have been your uh some of your favorite classes during your time here so far hmm. i i'd say i i really enjoyed the core finance class part of that was because of the material mm -hmm. um and uh also i got to know a little bit uh, velco fotek was the instructor and uh, he's one of the, he does a lot of research himself. Um, you know, uh, having, having a, a class with him is uh, very enjoyable. I'll put it that you know, he's, he's, he's a, a gentleman who uh, grew up in Italy. And for, for the sake of those who don't know, he grew up in Italy and uh, he's got a bit of an accent going and he still has some Italian mannerisms. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, they're, they're pretty, it's pretty funny. I mean, as someone who's, my, my ancestry is uh, Greek. And so I was, I, I met a guy who was, spoke my language a little bit, uh, you know, from Southern Europe. So, um, right. but uh, yeah, I would say that I definitely, that would, that would be my top course probably just uh, because, like I said, because of the instructor and also because of the subject matters very directly with what I'm hoping to get out right. of the program. So, yeah, um, we, we, we did touch upon this question, uh, you know, earlier, but um, what are some of the ways in which you feel like you've grown over the, the past eight to nine months? Um, uh, and do you feel that that you have achieved everything that you wanted this program to to do for you? Well, no, I haven't achieved them yet. I, I definitely I do think that I'm well on my way to. Um, right. My biggest struggle, but yet also my biggest area of improvement has just been very uh, learning to become very alert or, uh, with to the sensibilities of people who are maybe younger than me. Mm -hmm. um, or I would say that's probably been the biggest thing, uh, but certainly it's a very diverse program, also culturally, ethnically, otherwise. Mm -hmm. um, so being uh, conscious of that too, I came from for several years working in 
an industry that is, you know, everyone's an American. Uh, and, you know, they're if they're not, then they're probably either from, I mean, if, well, I guess people from Puerto Rico are American too, but also, you know, you folks I've worked with who are from Mexico and outside of that, it's, you know, black and white Americans and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mostly men as well. And so that I went from a pretty narrow right. group of folks uh, who I worked with on a regular basis to being surrounded by a very different uh, variety and being able to um, uh, manage that and still have good relationships has been, uh, I'd say, the biggest change for me. Right. Um, it, it definitely enhances the in-class learning experience when you have someone, yes. you know, who's Russian or someone from Ukraine um, who can add, a, you know, interesting perspective on leadership and different leadership styles in, in different cultures. You know, someone from China or India. Um, it definitely enhances the the overall learning experience. There are challenges that come with cultural differences, but um, I think working through them is part and parcel of the the overall growth journey that an MBA program like the UB MBA program offers. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now this next question is usually you know a little tough for 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 some of our guests to answer, but I'm I'm still gonna you know push you and ask you. Um, but if there was you know one thing. Uh, you would have liked to change about your experience in UB so far, um, what would that be? I mean, as far as the the School of Management building, uh, Mm -hmm. having another avenue by which one can attain coffee than (laughs) than the one Tim Hortons that where the line is constantly backed up to the other side of the building. um, That would be be a a welcome change. Uh Um, On a more... I guess serious front. I would say I don't know what the answer is with these seven week courses, but I feel like they should maybe just like pick one direction or another and go with it. Um, you know, either everything's seven weeks or nothing's all week. Seven weeks. Yeah, um, um, I, I completely understand. Like the seven week courses can be extremely difficult, especially when you have the switch over, um, and you're having finals like four weeks, you know, five weeks into the program. Like, right. You're already <laughs> having exams. Um, so yeah. that can be quite intense for a lot of people, and it, it is a it, it is a slightly unique, uh, uh, you know, kind of setup. There are uh, other programs that follow a similar format. Um, also, you know, many others in, in Western New York, but yeah, uh, that can be a challenge. And I completely yeah. agree about the Tim Hortons thing. The thing that really bothers me the most is that mm-hmm. they actually have two counters, but one of them is always yeah. off. Um, so the line yeah. could be half, but, but, you know, it, it's just the way it works, I guess. Well, they don't, you know what, that's a small kitchen for a Tim Hortons. And so they don't have enough right. capacity to churn out, you know, the, the egg sandwiches or the avocado toast, even if they did have the two counters, they'd be bumping into each other. That's my, that's been my working theory on it anyway. Right. Um, yes. Uh, space is definitely a premium and yeah, if, if we could just have, Maybe even like vending machines, you know, just like coffee vending. Yeah, those old school like ones. Yeah, yeah, you know, maybe maybe those will help. Um, but but yeah, I completely agree with with your assertion. And those are those are great points that you made about uh, you know things to improve uh, in the in the experience of students in the program. Um, now let's uh, move on uh, away from academics and and focus a little bit more about you know uh, the main crux of our conversation here today, which is the city of Buffalo and everything that 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 is wonderful and great about the city. Um, so as a Buffalo native who has lived away from the city, uh, you know, for his undergrad and for other experiences work, um, what were, you know, a few things, let's say two or three things um, that you missed the most about the city when you were away? I, this uh, is an often repeated answer, but it's true in my experience. Um, people here are different uh, than other places. Um, it's called the city of good neighbors for a reason. It's the mm-hmm. city. It's one of the city's several nicknames. Um, and it happens to be very true. Um, people are friendly. They will, if they can help you, even if you're, they don't know you that well, they mm-hmm. a lot of people are willing to step up to do that. Um, there's a certain pleasantness that goes with it. And it's not just a big city versus medium sized city thing or a small town thing. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, because I've, I've, you know, I've, I've been to those kinds of places too, and there's nothing wrong with them, but it's not quite the same. It's just not the same um, of being in a place where you'd think you're, you're in the Northeast, you would figure people aren't going to hold the door for you that long or mm-hmm. at all. Well, mm-hmm. they do, you know, or so you walk down the street, total stranger, you, you just say hello to each other. Um, 
so that that's that's a huge element of it. Uh, there, I mean, one factor probably goes without saying, based on the context here, is um, you know, the majority of my family is here, but um, that's not. But uh, there's that. So, but uh, yeah, I would say the people. I said the people, and then also the food. Uh, food here is good, and it's not just the junk food either. The pizza is good. The chicken wings are good. The the beef on wax is good. The pierogies are good. The hot dogs are better are better than anywhere you've ever had. If you get Salins, uh, you know. Uh, so that's all the junk food. But then you know you you've uh, you've uh, whatever any Italian Greek restaurants all over the place. Even you know a little bit thinner maybe with like subcontinental Asia or East Asian food, but you still have good options. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know what it is, but we've Buffalo is, I believe more restaurants per capita than New York does, which, yeah. and so it's just, there's a lot of restaurants here. A lot of them are really good. And um, yeah, you, can't, you yeah. Can't, can't beat the food, man. Can't, can't well, the food. It's also ranked highly in magazines as well for this purpose, right. like national publications in the U S so. Right. And, and being a border town, um, you know, almost like yeah. almost a border town, um, the, the Canadian border is only about 20 minutes away from, from the university's North campus. Yeah. Um, it does add a little bit of international flair to things. People come here for, you know, uh, you mentioned wings and, and, and other food mm-hmm. items. Um, so, so commerce helps and it, it does have a huge immigrant population. Also there's, there's That's right. Greeks, Italians, uh, there's been a huge influx of people from South Asia, uh, mm-hmm. especially Bangladesh, uh, and with that comes the cuisine, with that comes the food. Um, so there's definitely a lot going on um, in, in the culinary scene of Buffalo. It, interestingly, uh, before I moved here, I was one of the, the people uh, who didn't know that Buffalo sauce uh, is actually named after the city. I, yes. I thought it was named after the animal uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. for some reason. But, but I didn't know that Buffalo sauce is actually from here. It originated here. Um, and it is a matter of great pride for people of Buffalo uh, and, a, and a subject of, you know, heated debates also. So mm. so let's get a little controversial, right? Um, what are your top three Buffalo wings, uh, like, spots? Uh, and uh, uh, they're not, they're just called chicken wings here. Uh, that was the other thing that, that I realized. Um, so what are your favorite um, chicken wing spots? And if I had to ask you to pick one that is your top absolute favorite, which one would that be? Um, well, there's uh, I, I'm always partial to you, independent pizzerias here. Mm-hmm. So many of them have are famous in the area that are pizza and wing joints, not just wings. Um, Buffalo, you talked about the wings. A quick aside note about Buffalo pizza for anyone who you know might be interested. Buffalo has its own spin on pizza. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a bit of a hybrid, say between maybe Detroit style and New York. Mm-hmm. So D- Detroit, you know, Detroit style is a very high crust. Whereas right. New York is very thin. So Buffalo's kind of in between there. And then there's uh, typically it will have uh, a lot more mozzarella on it with sweetened sauce. So mm-hmm. the sauce is, uh, it's, 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 a, it's pizza sauce, but it's a little sweeter than what you might be used to from like, if you get something from like Domino's or Papa John's. Right. And then uh, usually it's common to sprinkle a very small amount of oregano on the cheese as well um so that's kind of the standard buffalo pizza mm-hmm. so I, i'm a big fan of that as well so i usually go, I'm go my go-to places they saw they sell those products and and wings so with that going around i would you know um i would say well i'll say i put duffs on my top three they, they actually don't sell pizza but mm-hmm. duffs is uh has two locations in the buffalo metro um it, you know you can't really go wrong with it mm-hmm. um you know what you're getting when you go there. Right. And uh, after them, I would say um, Lenova Pizzeria mm-hmm. is very good. Um, they do a good job. If you ask them to cook your wings well done, they, they'll do it and you can you really crunch into them. Um, wow. And, and then my top place, and I'm biased because it's partially owned by a relative of mine um i don't know if uh, it's appropriate to reveal the name of the base you know what i mean uh-huh. um or like i'm fine revealing it i don't know if it's appropriate oh for please the go restrictions ahead we have here oh no 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 please go ahead oh okay so yeah my um my uncle and his business partner own imperial pizza in south buffalo oh, pretty okay. far away from north campus 
Uh, actually, it's like a 40 minute ride, but uh, it's on Abbott Road and they've won uh, the Buffalo Chicken Wing Festival um, many, many times, uh, in particular with the barbecue wings. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, I have the family bias going, uh, but uh, I, in my opinion, if I'm, if I, if I, if I, if I'm taking someone who's never had buffalo wings ever, mm-hmm. I'm taking that's, them. There. That's the spot. Yeah. Right. But, but, you know, you're kind of setting, setting the, uh, the bar high, like once you have those and I have, I've been one of the lucky few, uh, yeah. that, you know, I think one of my other native Buffalo, uh, friends recommended it and we got it for, you know, Bill's football game or something like that. Yeah. Um, and it was definitely delicious and, and, yeah crunchy and uh, you're setting the bar high like if that's where you start as a as someone who's never tasted yeah. uh wings before um you're going to be constantly disappointed maybe disappointed afterward yeah. afterwards is constantly disappointed with everything you try so uh, the the other controversial question that goes with the wings question is um ranch or blue cheese or so something I, else? I don't know any self-respecting buffalonian who actually eats their wings with ranch yeah. If you know of some, I need know, I, I need names because uh, they need they need to do like, you know, in Catholicism, it's like okay, you, I've Father, I've forgive me, I sinned, I confess to this sin. All right, do uh, you know, twenty Hail Marys. If you uh-huh. if you're if you're doing uh, if you're you know if you're having your wings with, um, with ranch, you need to do five hundred Josh Allen's, the quarterback <laughs> of the Buffalo Bills. Um, right. So the. I don't know. That's my opinion. That's what, that's how I, even despite, even in an immigrant family, uh, who they, you know, um, luckily my parents were young enough where they were able to assimilate a little bit mm-hmm. to American culture. And, um, you know, the, that's the thing you, you just know ranches for vegetables or salads, or Salad, yeah. blue, chicken wings, blue cheese right there. Right. Next to it. Yeah. That, I think that is the litmus test for uh, differentiating a true Buffalonian from someone who's just like pretend Buffalonian. Because because so many people who are strong Buffalo uh, have said that it has to be blue cheese or nothing. If you do ranch, you're not from here. Um, you mentioned Josh Allen, right? The the other thing other than wings that Buffalonians are extremely proud of is mm-hmm. sports, sports mm-hmm. in general. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm sure you have heard the phrase that Buffalo is a beer town with a sports problem or a, or a football problem. Um, yeah. You know, whether it is ice hockey or the Buffalo Bills, uh, Josh Allen, um, people here take their team very seriously, but whatever their team is, right? And it's not a stretch to say that it's it's almost like a religion sometimes. Like Bills Mafia, you meet somebody who's Bills Bills Mafia, uh, they live and breathe. Uh, everything that that team does. They have very strong opinions about players and rosters and deals. Yes. Um, you know, who's going to win, who's not. Or they have strong opinions about a game and a call that a referee had five years ago in some game. Um, um, so so tell us a bit, bit you know, about your favorite team and, and their history with the city. Yeah, uh, well, I, I would argue Buffalo has a bit of a drinking problem, too, if I'm being honest. But that's my opinion. <laughs> that was going to be my uh, next question, because there's so many beer breweries here. So uh, we'll, we'll touch up on it next. Uh, yeah, well, you know, if, if you've ever gone to a Buffalo Bills game, I don't have if have you? Uh, not yet. No, I haven't been lucky. Yeah, well, if you if you know, you may want to think about it. If you'll you'll experience what I what I just said. Um, anyway. No, uh, look, Buffalo is a blue collar town. Um, it's a, you know, medium sized Rust Belt towns when um, they all started losing a lot of fat manufacturing jobs around the same time in the 1970s. So think about Buffalo, Detroit, Cleveland, Milwaukee, um, mm-hmm. Chicago. I mean, Chicago is a financial center now, but it was hemorrhaging jobs uh, mm-hmm. at a point. Um, and uh, so people, you know, cling to their sports, and that's uh, and you and you mentioned it as a religion. If you go to a house of worship on a Sunday, so I guess if it's Sunday, then it's probably a church. Uh, and there's a football game later. Someone's the 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 leader, whether it be the, you know the priest or the pastors, probably going to mention something about the game no. uh, in the middle of service. Uh, so it, um, I, I mean, I don't have my favorite teams are the the Buffalo Sabres, the ice hockey team and the bills. I grew up playing ice hockey at a reasonably high level. So I always mm-hmm. have a, and, and the, you know, given how close we are to Canada, like you said, ice hockey is very popular here. Uh, the weather has to help, you know, helps with that. Um, I've my, I can, uh, I can chart a lot of my life 
not that I do this, I don't sit down and do this, but I could very easily chart my life by events that have happened with both the Buffalo Sabres and the Buffalo Bills. Right. right? So the Bills were cheated out of a, of, of a playoff game in 1999. I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and uh, also when I was nine years old, later that year, um, the Sabres were uh, cheated out of the Stanley Cup by an illegal goal that shouldn't have counted at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess I'm I'm proving the question. I guess right. so, maybe yeah, a little pe- bit. People hold on to their grudges. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I would say um, you know for anyone who comes from, especially for someone who's uh, maybe not from the states, um, an incoming prospective student, a, a great way to kind of get to know people a little bit right. is just learn a thing or two about the Bills or Sabers or both. And right. even if you don't understand the sports, really. You can, you could just, you'll make a friend just by asking them what they thought about how, you know, last game went or something. Right. right. So. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a very easy way to make strong, you know, connections with people. Um, sports is such a great unifier. Um, yes. And especially if you're on the same, you know, if you support the same team. Yeah. Um, well, even if, even if you're on the, uh, even if people who are support opposing teams, sports is always a unifier, in my opinion. People right. you know, clink their beer glasses together, and they, even though they disagree, it's like the way politics used to be. You know, you, you say, "Well, we agree to disagree." Clink the beer glass, have it. You know, that's how sports right. is now, right. uh, or it's always been that way. Anyway, right. I'm going prattling on. So, no, uh, uh, ice hockey is definitely. Very, I was lucky enough to actually go to a game of, of the Sabers with uh, a couple of friends, and and you're right. I I met four people there that I had never met before, and. Uh, now we are, you know, weekly drinking buddies. We we go and and have a pint uh, every Friday night or you know every Thursday night, something like that. It's it's actually yeah. a lot of fun. Um, now speaking of beers, um, sure, Buffalo does have a lot of local breweries. It it definitely is a beer yeah. drinking town. Um, it, that is the unofficial drink uh, of the city. Um, <laughs> you know what are you know. The, my question was going to be like, what are your top three or top four breweries? But but let's let's just focus on like, what is your favorite brewery, local brewery, um, that that you frequent with your friends or you know kind of grew up going to? Um, what is your number one? So um, I'm not. I, I do differ a little bit from the the median denizen of of the town. I I I uh, I, do, I, I drink beer, but not a ton. I would mm-hmm. say. Just by, I've never really visited a brewery outside of actually one in Rochester. I, I do with Genesee Breweries. I did that with my corporate champions team, mm-hmm. but uh, that was that was a little different. The as far as product goes, I prefer. I think I'm probably very partial to the Southern Tier. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they become pretty big. Um, you know, Southern Tier is for you know for anyone who would know is Southern Tier of New York State. Uh, relative to the border with Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably an hour and a half south of Buffalo. Right. Um, so I, I think they make their IPAs are great, in my opinion. Uh, I think that all their other, like, not IPAs are also very good. Right. Uh, I also like the fact, you know, uh, there's a you know, Canadian line called Labatt, uh, uh-huh. which is, has its U.S. headquarters in Buffalo. Right. Um, it's not, it's a, kind of a standard commercial lager mass produced but it's pretty it's it's a standard go-to like if you're if you're having a lot of people over um you, you you'll be you'll you'll be fine with just right. with a bad and nobody will complain it's it it's yeah it's just very steady you know right. uh, to, to me it almost feels like they caliber it and make it so that it goes really well with wings and and like bread like pizza dishes like it's almost like made to be incredibly drinkable with that kind yeah. of food, uh, which is what you know, every, you know, which is what is famous here, and which is what everybody eats. That's interesting. I never thought of it like that, but you know, but yeah, I mean, that's what um, you know. If you see people tailgating at a football game, uh, they might be if they're tailgating for a long time, maybe they'll do blue light. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it's people who are just in their own homes. They got a bunch of beer, and they're letting you park on their lawn, and you pay them ten bucks for it, and then you got a bunch of beer, and you say, "Can I?" have a can for two bucks and then you don't have to pay at the stadium right but it's usually um, in that case it's typically a lot is what i'm saying 
Right, right. It is it is the one that's that's consumed the most. But um, yeah, but, but the variety is incredible, and and the seasonality of it is also great. Like you know, especially when we have uh, the warmer weathers, which we are all hoping show uh, show up sometime soon. Yes. Um. So so let's talk talk about the least favorite thing for a lot of people, especially those who are not from Buffalo who move here. Yeah. Um, you know, especially uh, international students who come from the tropics or hotter places. Um, Buffalo winters are probably, you know, their least favorite thing. It, it, it does get freezing cold, especially in January and February. Um, and the worst thing about it is that every time you think that the winter is over, it, it comes back with a vengeance. It, 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 it almost always does three or four circles like that. Um, so you just have to hold on to that little bit of hope that the sunshine is coming eventually. Um, as a native, what advice do you have for people, um, especially those who come from warmer climates, about surviving buffalo winters. Um, I so obviously, to, at the risk of stating the obvious, make sure you have appropriate attire. Mm -hmm. um, some pe people who are native are can handle a thirty degree day with a windbreaker. Mm -hmm. um, people who are, you know, like you said, maybe from the, the, around the tropics, thirty degrees, you need to full bundle up ski coat right. uh, probably until your body gets used to it. Uh -huh. So it's uh, there's that uh, proper pair of boots for when it snows. Um, so that's that's adapting to the climate a little bit. The other thing is try to uh, you know embrace things that are unique to the winter. Uh -huh. So ice skating, we like, we have outdoor ice skating rinks here, indoor ice skating rinks here. If you if you like to if you've never tried skiing or snowboarding, you, there's that available nearby. Right. Um, if you, you know, maybe just generally being a fan of ice hockey as a sport, if you if you if you find that you like it, that happens all winter. Yeah. Uh, same thing, basketball is all winter for that matter, yeah. um, at least on TV. And um, just there's there's there are things that happen in the winter. You just need to uh, kind of embrace those, and that's how you get through it. And you know, we also are fortunate we, during the we get we still get some theater shows that come through in the winter. Um, um, at the performing arts centers, and um, yeah, it's, it's really just about making sure that you're not. All, all the biggest thing is just ensuring you're not by yourself in the dark at you know five o'clock in the evening because that's right. what happens when we change the clocks here. Right. Um, just don't don't just don't let that happen. Yeah, you know, obviously if you're studying and doing homework, it's one thing, but um, you know, if you have a, a night free from the weekend. Mm -hmm. then um, do something. Right. Um, yeah. I think the advice about, you know, uh, it does get dark very soon. Like by 4 p.m. it'll it'll be dark, dark. Um, yeah. at, in, in the peak, peak of winter, it'll feel like it's midnight. Um, it, it's definitely, I love the advice about, you know, brighten up your surroundings, have a lot of light. Uh, That's right, know, yeah. Um, wear appropriate clothing, of, of course, but also try not to be by yourself all the time. Because it, you know, the weather can get to you. Yeah. Um, the cohort helps. Uh, your corporate champion teams uh, are there to to help. There's support system. Um, never think that whatever you are feeling, you know, let's say you're not used to the the cold weather, you know, depressing weather as people call it, um, and it's affecting your your moods. Yeah. It's affecting your mental health. There's so many resources. Never think that you're alone and that there's no help. There's just so many resources available at UB outside of UB. Uh, to kind yeah. of handle that. And uh, as you said, it always helps that the people of Buffalo are so helping and, and so forthcoming uh, and so kind and nice because you can always reach out for help. There's there's people uh, who'd, who'd come and, you know, I, I've had complete strangers come and clean uh, our, clear our driveways. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know, I, I don't even Common know thing. this person. They live like two blocks, you know, a couple of, couple of doors down, never spoken to them. But they come and they're like, hey, we were just doing this for funsies, you know, so it, it's like a fun active family activity kind of thing. Um, so that's definitely there. Um, now, now, the weather aside, Buffalo is also a place that is blessed with a, with a lot of great natural beauty. Um, there are yeah. tons of lakes around, especially when water starts, the, the, the ice starts to melt. Um, there's forests, parks, national parks, state parks, um, and, and they all are... Uh, extremely beautiful, especially when the sun comes out, right? Sometime in May. Um, what are a few uh, 
outdoor activities that people uh, can do in Buffalo, especially, you know, when it starts to transition into the warmer, warmer climate? Yeah, so uh, there's, because the winter is, as we've discussed, um, the summer is a lot of pent up energy that gets released in the summer. Right. And so there's a, t- a ton of musical concerts all over in the city and the suburbs um, that, uh, including famous uh, label artists. Um, the canal side opens up. That's you could go walk on the boardwalk, go kayaking. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, there's uh, there, there along the Niagara River and along in Lake Erie, you have uh, waterside restaurants to to go to if you wish. Um, and uh, let's see, we do. There's also if if you're into sport, there's we do. We don't have a major league baseball team, but we have a team that's one below that mm-hmm. the uh, feeder team for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, so uh, go catch a ball game. Uh, baseball is uh, much better, in, mm-hmm. you, especially for anyone who may you know maybe is outside uh, international. Uh, yeah, baseball is actually American baseball. First of all, if you're from India, it's very similar to cricket. You'll pick it up right away. And second, it, it's also very entertaining. It's it's an, uh, maybe not. It's it's a nice time to go to a ball game, um, right. uh, versus watching a game on TV. So there's there's um, there's that to do. People they're like uh, we we've every summer we have the Gus Macker, which is a basketball tournament for regular people. Mm-hmm. They have this. They have a similar thing for road hockey. Um, people are out. I think the bars are now close in Buffalo at like two two a.m. It used to be four p.m., but people will stay out as long as they can, having fun at the clubs, having fun at bars, right. um, and it's uh, you kind of just you just do it. Whatever whatever is your definition of a party, you'll be able to recreate it during the summer here. Right. Um, and, and there's always a good party to be had, especially right. when the weather permits. Um, I, there's also uh, great hiking opportunities. We have a lot of state parks in the area. Letchworth Park uh, is a, probably the most notable. Uh, any kind of boating on the river, Niagara, or in Lake Erie, if you're, mm-hmm. um, if anyone fishes, uh, there's plenty of opportunity for that here. Um, there's, I, 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 to be honest with you, I don't like the heat. I'm so uh, wired as being here that it, when it's cold, I feel good when it's mm-hmm. warm, I recoil. Um, but that's not to say there aren't a lot of good things to do. So, right. <laughs> uh, no, you've shared a lot, a lot, you know, a lot of really uh, incredible uh, things that people could do in the, in the warmer months, but, but a lot of those things also carry forward into the colder ones. Um, mm-hmm. uh, for those who are looking for, uh, you know, resources about Buffalo and what to do, step out Buffalo um, is, is a great resource they uh, usually, you know, have information about tickets, events. They also have information about uh, what's open, when is it open. They also put together a lot of their own events. Um, so, so that's definitely something that we, we would encourage our, our listeners to go and check out. Um, now, Buffalo also has a lot of history, right? You, you mentioned some of it in, in the sense that it used to be a manufacturing town. Now it's transitioning to become more of a tech hub um, mm-hmm. um, in, in Western New York. Um, uh it's historic Allentown is, is something that often gets mentioned, uh, you know, when you're talking about Buffalo for its charm, the food scene, and also the nightlife. It, it, it has a lot of the, the clubs that, you know, people go to yes. for partying. Um, what are some activities people can do uh, when the sun sets? Like, you know, it, what's the nightlife in Buffalo like? Um, well, you, it's, uh, Vish, this is a, you may be talking to the wrong guy on this one. Um, <laughs> so I will, I will tell you a, fun, a little bit of factoid. So all the uh, places that are now in Allentown, mm-hmm. they used to be on Chippewa near Delaware, right. Delaware Avenue. Um, they all just kind of moved. Uh, the city wanted Chippewa to be more of like a cafe type, whatever. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But yeah, if you're, if we're talking like nightlife stuff, um, I'm not really, it's not something I do a whole lot about, especially now, even when I was younger, I only did it a little bit. So I don't really know, to be honest with you. I mean, there's, there's certainly, um, 
they're like, you know, is something to late to be done. I mean, we've uh, Shakespeare in the park. There's uh-huh. art, there's art park there. So they're like outdoor theatrical performances that happen in the evenings. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, there's always, uh, there's always a pub open. I'll tell you that. So. Right, there's a, there's always something happening um, somewhere in downtown or Allentown for sure. Um, South Campus is uh, typically known for its party scene more more yeah. so than than North Campus. North Campus is more, as you mentioned, artsy and um, you know uh, outdoorsy activities that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, but but yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm I'm not a nightlife person. I I, I know about trekking. I know a little bit about sports, but that's pretty much it. But oh, there's. Uh, well, never mind. I was gonna mention. I don't know if they do this in the dark, where you can you can go with some friends on like the pedal bike. Is that what trekking is? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's one of the things. Yeah. Is, is yeah okay. Uh, anyway, you basically drink the whole time, but you're pedal you're powering the vehicle. Right. You're, 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 so you're not driving. You're not driving. You're just powering it. Yep. Um, it, it's a concept I think that we borrowed from Amsterdam or one of those European cities. Um, now, now, Peter, we, we can talk about Buffalo for hours, right? Um, it, there's so much to do. There's so much to talk about. Um, the people, the food, the cuisine, the travel, all kinds of things. Um, but I want to make sure that we give some actionable advice to our listeners, especially those who are trying to decide if Buffalo or UB is a, is a good fit, fit for them, if, if they want to come here and spend two years of their life here. Um, what advice do you have for students thinking of making Buffalo their home, um, you know, let's say for, for, for the next two years? Yeah, so I would say if relative to uh, comparable American towns, mm-hmm. Buffalo's public transit is pretty good. Relative, but that's the key word here is relative to um, American towns mm-hmm. um, as compared to maybe where someone might be from or even another part of the states. Uh, if you're yeah, the obvious uh, example would be if you're from New York City, like that's mm-hmm. you will uh, be surprised by the lack of public transport. Yeah. Or if you're from Europe or whatever, um, we have a bus system that's rated very highly, um, mm-hmm. but but it is a little Byzantine. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in South Campus, you'll be in a better spot, directly more closer to the city to take advantage of it. It doesn't travel out as much to North Campus, so I guess my my point is the first thing I would say is just be aware of the transportation situation. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things are it's very car dependent. Uh, not that you need to have a car, um, but, you know, make sure you're living in a place that has transportation to the campus if you're living off campus. Right, um, right. And, you know, make sure you can uh, have a you gotta have a plan in place to go buy groceries. Um, right. You know, you, you can use Uber and Lyft and all those things for to get from place to place, whatever. But that obviously is expensive. So right. you only want to do that once in a while if uh, you can help it. Right. Um so I would say the biggest thing, because I, in my experience, that is big, the kind of the biggest shock people have is right. this transportation uh, matter. So I'd say that would be the, one of the, outside of being like really taking the winter seriously. I'd mm-hmm. say that's the biggest thing. Yeah, uh, that's a great point. And, and it's a good, good place for us to mention that UB does have a, an excellent shuttle service that's free, yes. that's available to students. Uh, if you want to shuttle between South and North Campus, there's a, a Stampede bus. It's called the UB Stampede. It goes um, everywhere. There's UB South Campus shuttle, North Campus shuttle. Uh, the campus is also pretty spread. Uh, it's it's pretty vast. Uh, just the North Campus alone. Um, yeah. I mean, it's big enough to have a giant lake in the middle. Um, yeah. So so you know, it's a it's a vast campus. It's not always feasible to walk, especially when it's snowing, and there's a ton of snow on the on the footpath. Um, so using the bus system or understanding the bus system is definitely very helpful. Um, I would say one thing though, that, you know, I, I definitely think the subway that is, uh, that connects downtown to South campus can be extended to North campus so that it just improves connectivity for students. Um, and, and obviously because a lot of the nightlife scene is downtown and Allentown, um, it will also encourage people to use public transportation, especially if they're, you know, planning on drinking. So um uh that's that's a great point i i i didn't even think that uh you know we touch upon transportation in in today's mm-hmm. conversation um so so let me come to my final question right uh you mentioned that people of buffalo were your favorite thing um uh or at least you know one of your favorite thing about buffalo 
beside that, if I had to ask you to to choose one more thing, and and obviously not family, because that won't be something that you know everyone yeah, does it apply. Right. Uh, does it apply to everyone? Um, other than the people of Buffalo, what would be your most favorite thing about this place? Uh, it's, uh, in my opinion, it's the perfect size city. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have the the hassle and uh, uh, kind of the the you know just the hustle and bustle of a bigger city. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you have a lot of the amenities of a bigger city. Right. Broadway plays, um, professional sports, um, world class art museums. Um, if if you want those sorts of things, but don't want to have the big cost of living that comes with being in a big town, and you don't want to have a hassle that comes with being in a big town, mm-hmm. then this is a great place. Um, some people like the big city. All right, that's their deal. I mean, obviously. Um, but if you don't, and you want to look for a place where can, you can kind of have it both ways, Buffalo is a place you could definitely have it both ways. Yeah. Um, Peter, uh, thank you so much for uh, taking the time. Um, as I said, we could talk about Buffalo for hours and hours, and we do have to keep the podcast to a reasonable length. Um, so so I'm going to try and bring it to a close. Um, we learned a lot from you. Uh, you know, the passion for Buffalo is definitely there. Um, mm-hmm. And also your passion for just people in general. Um, mm-hmm. The idea of, you know, putting... You, you, you're clearly someone that thinks a lot about how do you run a business in a people-centric kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're grateful to have you in, in the program. And, and I'm sure, uh, you know, it, it, you're going to be a great asset to the university in the future too. Um, Peter, thank you so much for taking the time and speaking with us and sharing your experiences. If, if our listeners want to follow your journey, they want to follow what, what you're up to professionally or personally, um, where can they find you? Sure. I just, I would say just uh, find my LinkedIn. Um, my name's uh, spelled P-E-T-E-R. And then my LinkedIn profile has a dash R for my middle initial. And then that's mm-hmm. dash my last name, B-O-U-R-I-S. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's, I really don't do any other social media. So that's the best place to find me or you can send me a message if you want. Perfect. Efficient and, and to the point. Uh, Peter, Thank you for taking the time, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm sure uh, our listeners are going to learn a lot from this conversation. Definitely. Thanks, Fish. And thank you for listening to Manageable Podcast produced by the Office of Strategic Marketing and Enrollment Management, University at Buffalo. For more information on our programs and offerings, visit management.buffalo.edu. If you would like to be featured on the podcast or you would like to share comments and suggestions, please write to us at gopalak2 at buffalo.edu. That's G-O-P-A-L-A-K-2 at buffalo.edu. Hope you have a great day and we will see you in the next one.